0: 8.05 in Tampa Bay. That's where I am with the Edmonton Oilers. who Tomorrow, 2 o'clock puck drop to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Connor McDavid, 10 goals in 10 career games against Lightning, including a 4-goal outing at Rogers Place a few seasons ago. Weather's Now is brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas. Thomas and his staff at World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. You can Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Get the new floors you always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, one hundred forty third Street, one hundred eleventh Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. We're also available on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. Same number seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The Rivercree Resort Casino excitement, bet on it. Guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the senses. You can visit Donna on the staff at jvedmonton.ca i'm in tampa bay brendan escott is uh, at the 630 chet studios along with cal and kennedy in this hour chris knoblock coming up with a one-on-one and a more extended uh, interview uh we'll also hear from dwayne rollison he'll be our oilers throwback feature today for Conlon motorsports reed wilkins will do a crossover with us at about 650 as well Without further ado, uh, let's get to it. It's our Oilers now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Here is our first uh, sit-down interview radio style with Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch. Chris, you've been behind the uh, bench now for uh, a couple games, uh, your first road trip down here in Tampa Bay, full practice today. Just a thought. or Are you starting to feel, and I don't know if you can feel that settled in, given that it's only been less than a week, but just a thought on, you know, sort of where you're at right now. Um, yeah, I've
1: been able to breathe a little bit and sit back and look at the big uh, surroundings and see how things are going. And, uh, you know, I've been everyone's been so helpful um especially you know the coaches yes but uh the two the video coaches that we have noah and mike they've been really holding my hand and getting me from one place to the next whether that's make sure i know how to use the video system or the meeting times or who to talk to or all that they've been so helpful and i can only imagine um what it'd be like without uh, a couple guys like that looking after you um as for everything else um yeah, fitting in and starting to feel like, I don't know, more, I don't know, just early on it's so, such a whirlwind. You don't know where you're going, you don't know who to thank, and you're leaving your family and you're starting a new job, and it's so exciting that you're the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Like, wow, like that is something else. And now it's like, all right, this is what we need to do, and, um, you know, it was very exciting, but now it's more
0: let's get to work. There's There's an old saying, uh, the players don't care what you know. They want to know that you care. You know, you can have a strong technical background that you can apply to things. How important is that sort of that EQ, that emotional quotient, in terms of, you know, building and fostering relationships with your players to get the most out of them? Yeah, no, that's very important. And I remember going to a
1: it was a parenting uh, seminar conference once. I went with my friend when I was in uh, Cranbrook, and we went. And I remember there being about 300 women and about four men, and myself and my friend were the only two there. And of course, we were there with our wives. And I remember the message was, with the children, it's it's not what you say it's what they hear and I was like wow like I don't know how many times I told my child something and they didn't listen they didn't hear it and then I would see my wife walk into the room and say the exact same thing just in a different way and oh it was all good they they understood it and and it's the same as coaching it's it's important that you have their best interests um at heart and you want to make them as a better player and you're not just doing it for the team to succeed and hey when the team is winning and doing well everybody looks good um so that's beneficial for everybody but um as a coach you're constantly asking these players to do things sacrifice things um do what's best for the team well, sometimes you have to think about what's best for them, and
0: um, I think, um, yeah, that's really important. So, what is your assessment? Uh, you got a back-to-back wins. Neither of them have been really pretty. They weren't explosive offensively, but four-one uh, victory over the New York Islanders, and then the rally and the four-three comeback against the Seattle Kraken. Um, very exciting, one
1: being the first game. Very exciting for me, and just being it, and then the environment at uh, Rogers is um, remarkable to say the least. Um, and then the second game, exciting with the way the game played out. The late goals in the third period, put it in overtime. A couple times, Connor rushing the puck up the ice, and the crowd getting out of their seats and you know you feel that energy and then uh, Kane scoring the overtime goal that was pretty exciting but I've been very happy with I didn't want to change very much I didn't want to say we're going to be doing these 10 or 20 different things and we're going to implement these immediately Um, I thought there was a couple things that we really needed to work on to become a better team, and a lot of things that did not require skill. Um, One of my messages to players was to be great at things that require little or no skill. That's stopping on pucks, going to the net, um, having short shifts, you know, those things that anybody can do. When we take care of those things, we'll take care of the bigger picture. and those couple of things that we talked about, um, whether it was things on a forward check or defensive zone, some of those de- little details, um, I thought the players had been very receptive and have gotten better at that. And now we can start looking at... Um, I think those are big picture things. Those are the most important things. Every team, every successful hockey team plays with structure and are highly competitive. So without a doubt, if we are going to be a good hockey team, we need those two things. Now there's the finer details of the game on how are we going to forecheck and where do we want our F2? Do we want to come down the middle of the ice? Do we want to on the outside? Do we want to uh, stick protecting the outside of the Um, outside lane or inside lane, you know, those finer details that you are not going to get through to your team uh, right away. Something that takes time, and we're
0: working on those right now. We're joined by Evans Orders Oilers head coach, Chris Knobloch, Bob Stauffer, with you on Oilers now. it got to be pretty cool for you. First road game you're going up against John Cooper. He was 45 when he took over the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, he'd spent several uh, years in, in the minors with their farm team, and uh, sort of a little off the beaten path in terms of uh, some others. Uh, you know, he'd been a lawyer. He Was actually from Prince George, uh, which is a lot bigger, obviously, than Imperial, Saskatchewan, but nonetheless, is not a you know a New York City or a Boston or a Montreal or a Toronto. Just, I mean, you're going up against one of the best in terms of uh, how the guy. I mean, when I look to it, it's one of the longest serving. It might be the longest serving coach in the NHL right now. Just a thought on that. Well, there's a lot of good coaches
1: in the NHL, and um, John might be the best. Um, And yes, he's had some pretty good players. But for a guy to win um, as many. Stanley Cups as he has and gone to the finals and and he's done it through a lot of turnover um you know sometimes a player or a coach gets a team and there's not much that he has to do other than just not mess it up um but John has been an outstanding coach where he's had to lose players because of the salary cap and it just seems that when they get new players in there he gets the most out of them and um That's ultimately what a coach can do is just get the most out of your players. And whether that's um, motivating them, inspiring them, you know, that has a big part of it. But also playing a system that everyone will succeed. And obviously, he's been a master at that. For him to be in that position for as long
0: as he has and won as many games, he's doing a lot of things right. It's a pretty interesting little side note in uh, tomorrow's game. I mean, everybody knows about your connection with Connor McDavid and, frankly, about Connor Brown. He ended up getting Warren Fogle. Uh, We're not sure if Anthony Sorelli is going to play tomorrow for Tampa. You had him, like Fogle, for half a season. Uh, But you also had a couple of their right-shot defensemen as well, that are Eric Zernak and Darren Radish. I think, you know, Jeff Jackson... (laughs) I uh, had him with Wasserman. He was uh, maybe not an, a guy that a lot of people thought was going to be a slam dunk to play in the NHL. You had, you had him for all four and a half seasons that you were in Erie and two years with the Rangers. It's a lot of Erie Otter alumni in tomorrow's game, isn't there?
1: Well, when I was in Erie, we had a lot of good players, and it was nice to see those guys um, you know, move on. Obviously, a lot of them have um, – we know about the players that have gone to the Oilers, but it seems like a lot of them have gone to uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, Taylor Radish was another one that was yeah. with that organization before he got traded to um, Chicago. Um, but all those players are very special. Um, you know, winning an OHL championship with Sorelli uh, that we had traded um, after World Juniors, so we had him for a half a season. What a character guy. Heard about it. That's why we went out and got him. We wanted a player like that. Um, he was a perfect fit for us. Um, Another one that we had for two seasons, Eric Cernak, who, um, big, strong defenseman, um, just a a huge addition to our back end. uh, um, But then probably the one that's probably the most special is uh, Darren Radish. So I coached him for four and a half season with uh, Erie, and then another couple when I was in Hartford, and... I, a lot of players a lot of people would make the joke of him being my son because it was right. with him for so long but uh for him to stick with it for as long as he he did and um now finally this is his first full-time nhl season you know he had some games but this is his first time that he's actually really call himself an nhler um you know when i see him on the ice tomorrow it There'll, there'll be a smile on my face because he,
0: he earned it. Uh, you also get uh, one of your former Erie Otters uh, back in the Otters lineup, Connor Brown uh, has been out. He uh, took a unique uh, deal in the offseason uh, with the a you know, low base to work to Edmonton's advantage in the cap. He, I, I, I sense that he felt maybe his skating wasn't completely back. And now, uh, you know, he appears based on uh, the line combinations so today. You're going to start him with Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Uh, this guy can be a difference maker. He's a multiple 20-goal scorer. He can kill some penalties for you. you got to be excited that you get him back in the fold as well. Yeah, I'm
1: thinking about all the players that I Coach and junior. We just talked about it. And- Brownie is, you know, very, very special to me and because he was my first captain when I was in the Erie Otters. And, um, you know, he's playing on that first position, first right wing position with uh, McDavid, but I'm sure it'll switch up a little bit. We don't want to be overloading him, using him too much. Guy coming back from injury, um, you run the risk of running up the minutes a lot. And so there's other players that are going to spot and. Play that right wing position, and whether that's a Warren Fogle or Sam or whoever's maybe going in that situation, that we'll use them. But um, having him come back, um, I definitely believe
0: that will make our uh, group stronger. And just to wrap up, 23 years ago today, uh, the two time defending number one ranked, uh, two time defending national champion, number one ranked Alberta Golden Bears beat the Brandon Bobcats 12 0. You had five goals and uh, seven points. I believe you were on a line with Russ Houston and uh, Ryan Wade, and Russ ended up winning the player that year. He beat out uh, Matthew Darsh that year, who's uh, with with the Lightning organization and probably going to be an NHL general manager in the next calendar year. Uh, what do you remember about that game? Um, I remember almost not playing it. I remember I
1: the weekend before we were in University of Regina and um, I remember getting a slash and breaking my finger and uh, it was shattered. And it being painful every time I got touched. It was like, ooh. Um, but, you know, you score the first goal and, all right, maybe it's not so bad. Scored the second goal and didn't feel any pain after that. And, um, you know, I'm sure those five goals, I'm sure Russ Houston had a lot to do with that. I'm, it was a, He talked about players making others better. Russ was a player that um, certainly made me look a lot better than I was. A lot of credit goes to him. And, uh, you know, I got to play with Ryan Wade mostly on my line for five straight years. Very rarely were we uh, separated. You know, Ryan was a pretty good player, but I'd hate to give him any, any credit. So I'm sure those five goals were all from Russ Houston and zero from uh, Ryan Wade.
0: There, there you go. That is Chris Stoblock, the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, of course, came out of the Alberta Golden Bears program. He referenced uh, his wife. And then, uh, and his family. And then Rob Dom, his head coach, uh, when he was asked the other day, who do you think of, uh, Mark Specter asked him that question Monday. Of course, the press conference was on Sunday when he came aboard, uh, Speck and Daniel Nugent Bowman were flying back from Seattle. Others had the press conference on Sunday at the Mondays avail And, uh, that team that, uh, Knobloch played on went 40, uh, one and two until the national championships. They were two time defending national t- uh, titles. Didn't play very well at that tournament. Didn't go well, uh, for them. But, uh, I, who knew then that we'd be talking about a guy who would later go on to be an NHL head coach. I got a really interesting text from Mitch. When I come back, I'm going to tell you it's 620 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you along with Kellen Kennedy. And you're listening to Oilers now. Dwayne Rollison coming up for Conlon Motorsports and our Oilers throwback feature at 635. Do you want to mention, it's the start of Black Friday at Brent Ridge Ford. It's 625 at Edmonton. On now at Brent Ridge Ford Black Friday until November the 28th. What does that mean? Oilers now listeners get discounts of up to $12,500 on F-150s. Plus, they still get the quality service that's earned Brent Ridge Ford, the Ford Presence Award for Customer Satisfaction for the last nine years in a row. If you want to be treated fairly during your purchase and receive top-shelf service after that, call our friends Uncle Bill, Rich, Johnny, and the team at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6048. Remember, cars cost less in Wittesquan. All right, uh, We're going to bring Brendan Escott in here. and it's, I'm going to put him on the spot a bit. Mitch has texted the show and said, Bob, I've heard some comments out there. If Chris Knobloch was such a good coach, why didn't he ever win the Memorial Cup? So now I'm gonna ask a question to everybody out there. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. So last year, we know Patrick Waugh coached the Quebec Ramparts to a t- title over Matt O'Dette and the Seattle Thunderbirds uh, in the Memorial Cup final. So the skill testing trivia question for today. Uh, who coached the, uh, his team to the memorial cup championship two years ago when the edmonton oil kings represented the whl text us at 780 if you know that answer we bring aboard brendan escott off the top of your head can you recall who uh coached uh the team from uh an atlantic province to the memorial cup championship two years ago brendan no i'm thinking about it i don't have it on the tip of my tongue no and that's the point I'm going to make here. So Knobloch, in four years that he coached... So he coached two years in Kootenai. He took Kootenai to the Memorial Cup in 2011. He had Braden McNabb, who concussed uh, Joey Hishon in the first five minutes of the Memorial Cup with a quantum hit that basically ended Hishin's career. And McNabb got kicked out of the next couple of games, and Kootenai had no chance after that because McNabb was their MVP of the playoff run that year. And then... In the four years that he had the Erie Otters for full-time, 50 wins per season, they played 14 playoff series in the OHL. The minimum they went was three rounds of the playoffs. Twice they made it to the OHL final. They lost to Oshawa in 2015, uh, an Oshawa team with DJ Smith at the helm that ultimately won the Memorial Cup, beating Leon Dreisaitl and Josh Morrissey and Clona Rockets, and then in 2017, they lost to host Windsor with Rocky Thompson. Windsor had been eliminated early in the playoffs. This is one of the things that happens in the Memorial Cup now. Teams that get eliminated get healthy. And the other teams end up losing bodies. And so Windsor beat Erie 4-3 in the final of the Memorial Cup that year in, in the uh, championship final. That was in 2017. The coach that won the Memorial Cup two years ago was Gardner McDougall out of the University of New Brunswick. They brought, they, they fired the coach, whoever it was, of so St. John, uh, after the first round of the Quebec League playoffs and brought in Gardner to coach the team. And he got three weeks of practices in before the tournament started. The team got healthy. The Edmonton Oil Kings were completely beat up as a favorite. And, uh, they ended up getting beat. And again, it just, it just shows you. And again, you can text us at 780 And Travis or, uh, Crotch says Bob Gord Dwyer was the guy that got fired when Knobloch went in there. And it was the St. John Sea Dogs ended up winning the championship with Gardner McDougall as head coach, the head coach, of the MBV Reds. And he's a hell of a coach. He's a great university coach. And he's won the last, uh, we well, won the title last year. They beat the Bears last year. Alberta's played in four straight national championship finals. They won it in 2018, lost in 2019 to UNB when, uh, Luke Phillip broke his ankle, the MVP of the league that year, eight minutes into the game. The Bears had two players make the NHL off that team. Uh, and then uh, two years ago, they should have won. They lost to Quebec or uh, Three Rivers uh, in double overtime in a game in which they pumped 70 shots on goal. Zach Ferguson up next with a global news weather traffic update. When we come back, our Oilers throwback feature with a guy that the fans love, Dwayne Rolison, when we return on Oilers now.